Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol CFLO, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the BetaShares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to the Australian Business Podcast. I'm Daniel Golubev. I'm Jordan Kittis. I'm Owen Rask. We're here to help you make more profit, find work-life balance, save time, capital, and grow your business. Every week, we drop the best tax tips, marketing hacks, growth strategies, and methods to help you grow. If you haven't already, take the free Rask Business Course. Book a chat with me or Daniel at Grayspace. Or get in contact with us about business coaching. We also love hearing from you. So send us your questions and feedback using the resources found in the podcast player for each episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Australian Business Podcast. My name is Jordan Kittis and I'm the co-founder of Grayspace Advisory. And today I'm joined by my business partner and partner in crime, Daniel. How are you guys? How are you? We're Get on the other mate. side of the, the interview this time. Yes, yes. The roles have been reversed. <laughs> yes, they have indeed. Uh, yes. This so. is an eerie feeling. So the first <laughs> yeah, time. For Congrats. us too. Crops so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take long. Didn't take long. Four months and here we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess today we're interviewing Owen. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about uh, business coaches and why they can be useful. Mm. So, Owen, why did you get into coaching? Yeah, well, um, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> uh, a bit of fun. So, yeah, so we I haven't uh, made this public yet until now. You guys know this isn't has been in the works for a little while, but um, I started using a coach. I think it was last year. Uh, more a life coach, but informs my business. So everything that I do, work-life balance, whatever. And actually, she reminded me last night how much progress I've made. You don't really see that when you're running a business or just living your life. So that was really cool. But um, yeah, I started doing it. I first, I thought business coaches could have the tendency to kind of take advantage of business owners who maybe were unsuspecting or naive because we all feel a bit lost. For me having a life coach who then like didn't have the business experience but helped me so much i realized how powerful it is just to have someone who can relate and can be that kind of objective person because a lot of us uh who have family members may have family members that have some skills but maybe aren't impartial like they have some sort of skin in the game and they have a bias and then you may have family members who don't have the bias or friends that don't have the bias but don't offer the good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find someone that can be objective, you know, call you out on things that maybe not call you out, but like just keep you accountable to things that are important yeah. without you feeling like emotionally charged towards them. And so I definitely had that. And um, as many of these podcast listeners will know, and you guys know, I love small businesses, whether they're on the stock exchange, investing in them, private businesses, running my own. Um, that's why I wanted to move into business coaching because I have a lot of imposter syndrome myself, but um, at the same time, 
over the years, I've realized more and more businesses and people are coming to me and asking for things like whether it's marketing help, building websites, branding, um, software, like integrations, these types of things, which I've always taken for granted, whether it's my study or my background, finance, um, and they need more and more help. And I actually find that even last night, my partner was saying to me that she hasn't seen me as happy as when I have um, spoken to one of these businesses uh, and how excited I get by that. Because I think when you have a small business, I won't go into it in a minute, I'm rambling, I know, but <laughs> when you have a small business, the potential for positive change is significant. And that's why I wanted to, to do it because yeah. I didn't have to – Sometimes you get in the ch trenches as a coach or like a mentor or advisor, but you don't necessarily have to be the one that does it every single day. Um, but you can lend support having done that yourself. Yeah, for sure. And mm. I think you don't need to be, you know, super super involved in the business. And, and like you said, it's someone to call, someone to lean on when mm. you're not sure of things. Because when we go into business, being a business owner ourselves. It can be hard sometimes, especially if it's just you and you've got no one to talk to. Mm. You're going in all alone. To have that voice there, it can make a huge difference in in your personal life as well because it's going to make you less stressed. Well, yeah. So we're talking about this. I think this morning when we we're recording some other episodes, as a single, like uh, how do you put like a single founder kind of? I don't like to use myself solopreneur. As a solopreneur. <laughs> yeah. Like I really struggle sometimes because I don't have. Like I've got a couple of shareholders now, but personally, like I've in the past, like, I've always they've always been silent. And I basically had to like fight for my shareholders to be part of the company, not because they thought sort of was a good investment. I just wanted them to basically have some skin in the game so I could call them every now and again and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And they've been great for that. But for the most part, I am in the trenches alone. Like at least in the early days, I was yep. really alone. And had I had someone like the two of you guys have got, where you've got like two people that are experiencing similar things but have different skill sets or complementary skill sets, I'm so envious of that. Yeah, well, a lot of our problems are solved just by talking, right? If you, it's really important to have that soundboard of to, to even get the confidence to action certain things, because a lot of what we do do come with risks and um, potential downfalls, whether it's monetary, whether it's you know potentially losing clients or losing interest, losing you know listeners for whatever reason it is. Yep. So having someone to be able to bounce ideas off and talk through problems i think it's crucial mm. um so you know we've been very very fortunate in mm. that sense yeah for sure i think having two people is a, a godsend and i think that you know if it is just your, if it is just you um in, like you said if you can reach out to family and friends but i guess that can only get you so far mm. until you do need to reach out to a professional yeah we're saying that like even you guys have like jordan you have a business coach i don't know for both of you or yeah we're both doing it um but i sort of attend it's more of a group coaching type of thing so okay. we attend calls um it's like it's sort of a course as well where we run through the content and then there's a there's a weekly q a call um and it's just good because they're all in our, all of the, the students if you want to call them that or other people in this course or this program they're all in our industry mm. so it's really good to hear these problems that other businesses are having and for me, it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I've never thought about something like that. So I think that's a really good for, for us anyway, because again, even though we've got the two of us, we only know what we know. Mm -hmm. 
So having external parties there as well and to hear what they're doing and I guess how they're organizing their business is fantastic, especially because it's in the same industry. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've been, well, she's been fantastic. Mm. Um, couldn't be happy, happier with her and, and the outcome so far because it's just helped us go into different areas and reach out to different people and just think a different way. Mm. Mm. So that's been fantastic. Mm, um, what has, um, I guess, your business coach helped you with the most? Probably uh, is just the continuity of like strategy. So as business owners and you're, when you're growing, I feel like there's a tendency to get a bit of shiny object syndrome, yeah. but you also get, if it's not so much that, you get bogged down in the minutia. Like every day you're like, I'm going to move this big rock today. And then you don't get to that because there's all these little ones you've got to get to and the fires you've got to put out. Whereas, so I catch up with her once a month. It used to be once a fortnight. Um, and I could probably do a little bit more often if I'm honest. Yeah. But I use that monthly check-in as a chance to basically front up and be like, I said this last month and here's where I'm at with that. Because for me, like I think you guys know this, but I see a psych as well, which is something different. And so my understanding of it is that a coach should always be um, a bit more goal-oriented uh, whereas the psychs are totally different things, my personal stuff. So I don't have to bring that to the table. Although sometimes coaches deal with that because the business is a big stress or a big, you know, I guess drain on people's emotions day to day. So um, for me, it's kind of like an opportunity just to be like, here I am, here's what I've achieved. And there's no like judgment necessarily. It's just more like, okay, well, here's the opportunity to grow. Yeah. And how can we grow from there? And that's what's been amazing. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about how sort of the business is a lot of business owners' life as a whole. It's almost like a personality type. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I know for us, we're super passionate about what we do. So we live, we breathe, you know, our values, We, the business itself, a lot of the conversations we have are always around business, even around the work, what we can do more. It, mm. it, it follows us even when we're, you know, off the clock, really. And I know a lot of small business owners are the same, like yourself, you – you, you know, you're always ticking. You're yeah. always ticking. The interesting thing was how you're able to separate it. You know, you have the psych for I guess the personal stuff and and then the the business coach where you can really, I guess, strip it back and focus on the one thing. Yeah. So um and everyone's what I've realized is everyone's different. Yeah. So like with coaching, I kind of had this like coach, mentor, advisor. Well that might might all seem the same, they're actually quite different. So with, say, a mentor, what you're basically getting is someone who has the domain experience. You're kind of getting some type of, like, guidance. Same with an advisor. You're kind of getting someone, I've got industry experience. Here's my advice. Yeah. Whereas with a coach, it's kind of prompting the person to get the best out of themselves. So those three things are more business-focused. The psychs can be held with that too. Like, they can do life coaching as well, typically if they're psychs or counselors or whatever. But they're quite different and you probably – you know, you want them for different things. But what I found with coaching, it's more like, how can I help you get the most out of yourself and your business? And it's very like it's a very selfless thing, which is kind of cool. Um, take no credit, but just kind of help people and guide them and prompt them and give them some advice and feedback when they need it. And um, for me, that's that's awesome. What I've been surprised by is how much some coaches can charge, if I'm honest. Like you- you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah, we, we see it all the time. <laughs> and 
I think it's a really touchy subject sometimes on, you know, how much you should pay a coach, how much value they can bring. And, you know, it's always going to be sort of an open-ended conversation of yeah. how do you determine who's a good coach and who's not a good coach. Yeah, and especially in terms of paying for it when there's no there's no, you know, right way to do it or, or I guess range. It can really go from zero to sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, and I think the problem with the, the coaches that, charge too much is that they sometimes can prey on a business owner who isn't experienced and they may think that's normal. Yeah. And I think that's r- really disappointing, like mm. a better term, because you're taking advantage of someone and I just, yeah, I just don't think that's good at all, especially because that person is trusting you to make them better or make their business better. Yeah. It's, it's not good at all. We were just talking about like a, a case in point. Uh, and that's, that's probably like that one out of however many that give everyone else a bad name, but um, for sure. I mean, I've got yeah. other other um, clients that use a business coach, and yeah, they couldn't speak more highly of their business coach. And I know that coach as a person, and he's a fantastic guy. So there are people out there that genu- genuinely want to help people, like yourself, mm. and not just you know people trying to rip people off. Yeah, because unfortunately, that's a reality in in the industry. Yeah, and it's just really important that people do their own due diligence and and make sure that that person. Try and find testimonials or whatever it may be to, mm. to make sure that the person they're dealing with is a good person. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's important to know the why of why you're looking for a coach or why that coach, you know, can benefit you? Well, it's interesting you say that because um, so I'm still developing this program that it won't be the same for everyone, like not in any way. But um, the first thing that I start with is the why are they in business? Mm -hmm. So of the calls that I've had so far, people just randomly, I don't know if they just found my website or they just Googled because the website's been live for a little while. I just haven't told anyone about it (laughs) other than you guys, maybe Monique's seen it. A couple of other people have seen it. I don't know if they just Google it and they come up with it. Um, Maybe there's like a straight link here or there. But um, the first session is always the why session for them. And I only... Because I don't think I'm going to turn it into something massive. I only want to deal with a very few number of clients um, because I just don't have capacity. But two, I only want to do it where I think I can add value. So if it's not the right fit, I'm not going to proceed. Um, and so typically I would imagine the people that the, pers- the first person that found me just found me out of like I don't even know where, just came to me and they're like, oh, they, they listen to the second episode of this podcast, which has nothing to do with coaching whatsoever. It's about business failure. She's like, you said in that episode, people should reach out to you if they're in crisis mode. Uh, not crisis, but like if they're struggling. And, um, you know, lo and behold, that's how she connected with me. Mm. Um, but like that was clearly like right place, right time. But I think what I'm going to guess, and I'm going to say, this is going to sound pretty bad, but I'm going to guess and say more females will reach out to me over the next year than males, because I think stereotype and more open, typically more open to the feedback. Um, I was definitely one of these guys where now I'm like seeking as much as I can. You guys do this really well. Like honestly, really, I don't think I've come across, not to butter your own bread too Mm. much here, but I think, don't think I've come across anyone in that I know of that can that is open to so much feedback and wants to try things. Like you guys are like, you're down here in Melbourne from Sydney doing the podcast, you know, maybe Queenie, Queenie's who you know. Yep. She's really good at that. Um, but a lot of people aren't really outwardly open to receiving feedback. So I think that's the first step is you've got to know 
am I open and do I want to actually take on board? Because otherwise, don't pay for the yeah. service, right? Yeah. Like, don't be one of those people that sign up and then don't do it. The second thing I'd say is like, I'm guessing, because it's early days, the two types of people that will come to me and business owners will be one, the person who has a business already, so not really people that are starting out, but a business already, but wants to scale quickly, mm -hmm. scale online and scale their brand. And the other one, which could be more interesting, <laughs> is I think the other one will be the one where their their business is like out of control, like as in yeah. a bad way. Yeah, like yeah. help me. Yeah, help me now. Yeah. I need yeah. help. Yeah. yeah. And both of those are extremely interesting to me, to be honest, because there's some instances where there's so much low-hanging fruit because no one actually has been in there with objective set of eyes. I mean, like, mm. well, I can see in your zero statement, I don't even need to know what your business does, but I can see there's a problem right here. Yeah. Um, like, I wish someone did that to me 18 months ago, two years ago, et cetera. I just was like, yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> um, how does that get there? Yeah. Um, not to say that it's like a confront confronting conversation, but it can be revealing, and yeah. then you work backwards. Yeah. Um, so I think those are the two camps, people that, I really wanted to scale, maybe been in business a couple of years, got by, but want to make more money. And the second one is like, I need help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's super interesting as well, because you're going to get, I guess, two polar opposite worlds. One where you can step in, make those quick changes and see the results pretty quickly. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I guess you're still seeing those results quickly, but we're talking about a business staying afloat. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to going to that next level. They may be there and it, it could be a small thing that they need to tweak or change. Mm. But like you said, they haven't gone over that. Yeah, they just need a different set of eyes. So mm. I think um, yeah, either way, it's going to be super rewarding. There's what I've done so far when I hand my proposals over um, is I basically have short-term challenges or opportunities and long or medium-term challenges and opportunities, and it's basically like a sprint to get those short-term done. Uh, and most of the time, if I could already, it's early, early, early days. But what I can tell you, is I've seen so far, is like it's really cleaning up business fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So like working with people like yourselves, maybe they don't have an account or their accountant's a passive yeah. accountant where they get contacted every quarter. Here's your thing. Um, see you in three months kind of yeah. thing. Um, so maybe it's like getting them help that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like just education on like, hey, did you know that, you know, you've got this loan, but you should probably get rid of it. Or you've got this thing that we could remove. You probably don't need your office or you could relocate to this and it'll be cheaper. Like, Understanding how business impacts the financials and wh why they're always wondering why they don't have any money. Um, I think that is a common theme already. And the big one, I think that I'll be able to help particularly a lot of like content creators or online brands work with is honestly, is just commercially, like helping them be like, make more money. Yeah. Converting that online presence to actual cash. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. sure. I think you've done that fantastic sort of monetizing your following and, you know, going through that process. And I think it's such a crucial skill that a lot of content creators need to learn and mm. need to know because a, a lot of the content is fantastic and unless you're monetizing it, it's hard to keep it going long term. Yeah, mm. that's right. And no matter how many followers you've got, whatever your engagement is, if you're not monetizing it, well. Yeah. yeah. What I found is like, so you say that I've still got a lot of work to do. I realize that. Mm. Um, and I look at other people and not get envious, but I get um, like- I guess, excited by what they're doing as well. Uh, and so I see a lot of that. But I also, you know, my background is um, in it, being an investment analyst for 10 years, studying businesses and studying people. And so I get to see what happens when businesses mature. 
and some of the things that the CEOs at the time or the leaders at the time wish they didn't have a problem with, but they could have solved, like the person who was running it six years ago could have been like, I just made this one tweak. Mm. And that's kind of the stuff you don't really notice up mm. front, but it's really important down the line. So I'm hoping to help with that sort of stuff. And yeah. I've got a lot of these teething issues myself mm-hmm. and a lot of businesses do. Um, and hopefully this podcast helps a lot of people, not just this episode, maybe not this one so much, but <laughs> the other ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, like you said, putting yourself out there for feedback. I think that's so important. No matter what you do, take on other people's opinions and what they think. And while you might not agree with everyone, I'm sure you'll find it a golden nugget, whether it's this podcast, or another podcast, mm-hmm. a book, whatever your domain is, it's mm-hmm. just so important as a business owner in your, whether it's early stages or mid cycle or at the end of your business cycle, so important to be okay with feedback and to take feedback. Yeah, well, Absolutely. hopefully this podcast is a good sort of conversation starter for a lot of people to, you know, even if they're feeling a bit overwhelmed sometimes where a bit of anxiety starts creeping in, to be able to be comfortable to speak to someone, like even if you're not comfortable speaking to someone you already know in your circle, there are people out there who can help mm. as well because mm. there's, there's a bit of a sort of stigma behind that, you know, you're fine, keep it to yourself, yeah. go through the motions, you can work through it, you're all right. Yeah. But sometimes you just need a conversation. It's interesting because the people I would say in my life that have been the most successful in their job or in their work are the least likely to come forward with information. It's not because they're bad people. It's just mm. because, I don't know, maybe they just don't do it. Um, and so that's – so I get like the emotional support from the parents or whatever. You know, mm. you get like, you know, you're doing a great job. I love what you do. And they're like – you track down and you see like your number one fan on YouTube is your mom or something like that, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, like not everyone has a good environment around them and to to make those decisions or people with the experience. Um, and ultimately, that's what we all want. We just want to make mm. more profitable businesses. So that's exciting. Um, and to be able to play a role in that is yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. For sure. And I guess- the last question that we have, um, where do you expect to see the best results? Like where, where would a client expect to see the best results if they were to work with you or come on board with you? I think I'm going to have the best results with some like micro-sized businesses. So under 10 employees, definitely. because um, that And that's where I want to work mm. um, because like idea formation, um, branding, these types of things like market research and analysis to like craft strategy. I think that's where I can have the most impact like i've done some consulting stuff in the past where it might be you know to teams or to whatever just speaking to large groups and that's wonderful because you get to impact people but actually seeing like a strategy implemented with a small business it's like awesome like it's yeah. probably the most exciting thing that i can think of in like yeah. a professional lens and you guys get to do this i imagine a lot because you see it from the back end as well, mm. right? You get to see the financials and meet with the person. Um, and so I think that is where I'll have the most impact. And in particular, types of clients that I think I'd have the most impact with are businesses that take their brand very seriously. So what I mean by that is like, I'm, I love getting, grabbing a hammer and working on the house and helping, you know, friends out around their house. And I love that being like, like working around trades and stuff, but I'm not, you know, tradie. So I don't have that domain expertise, but where I do have expertise is like software, um, like online, any online business, content creation, media, audio, visual, branding, uh, any of these types of businesses where 
uh, you can see an online future. I think that's uh, a really exciting part for me. So that's small content creator start businesses. And to be honest, guys, I only want to work with like like less, like a three or four businesses at a time. So yeah. it's not like a huge, it's not like a massive money thing. Yeah. Uh, it's more just like, I just want to learn. Yeah. And it sounds like a, people. more of a passion thing as well to help people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, receive Rask is still my, my main gig, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, I, I just want to, I just want to learn as much as I want to help. So if I can do that, um, while running my own business, then that's awesome. For sure. And I think you will. I think you do great. I mean, you ran us through how to, well, today we've switched the roles and, and you ran us through how to do that <laughs> yeah. with a crash course in 15 minutes. Yeah. And like the passion that, that you have is fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's actually, the, the listeners don't know, but it's actually, there's the audio tied to the front of this episode. <laughs> so like you asked me to record it <laughs> so that we chopped up for this episode, but you can actually hear you guys were able to play it back, uh, how we conduct the interviews. And um, see, that's an example. Like I think podcasting is basically like the Netflix of radio. So like the future is a way to engage in the medium, but this medium is definitely not right for all businesses because not all businesses need, like you wouldn't have a cafe that does a podcast on like the weekly roast or something like this. <laughs> um, if someone clicked on that podcast, they'd probably think it's about roasting mm. something, like yeah. roasting people or roasting yeah. a ham or something. Yeah. Um, but there are certain types of like mediums that get me really excited about the technologies and how we can leverage them for small businesses in the future, um, which is kind of exciting. So yeah, that's just an illustration. Um, but it's super exciting. And you guys did really well with your first interview, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's really good. Cool. Congrats. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I but just don't know how to wrap it up. Yeah. We had a good teacher, so, <laughs> but we didn't get this far into <laughs> the teaching. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, you can say thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Something like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Owen, mate, thank you for joining us on your own podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure interviewing you um, and hope to see you next time. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC Education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.